The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his exodus, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory in the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But Peter did not know what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and the disciples kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We gather together for our Mass today. Uh, I continue in the message series. This is homily number three of four homilies for a message series called, Can You Hear Me Now? The Art of Listening and Living as a Faithful Disciple. If you've missed the previous two, you can go to our website, the family website, chathamcatholic.ca, and you can, there's a link there, and you could watch uh, the previous two homilies, or if you have trouble sleeping, go to that site and you'll hear my voice lull you to sleep. So it, it's a win-win, right? Win-win. Uh, so this is the third homily, and it kind of, uh, the first two homilies kind of uh, ending ordinary time, and these two next homilies, so I'm here in St. Agnes this weekend. Next weekend I'm at Early Day Victory, so take a break, and then the following weekend, St. Ursula's and St. Joseph's, to conclude uh, this message series, and it's all uh, about listening how we're called to listen to God, but we're also called to listen to each other. And what's kind of been underpinning this whole series are three important things. Listening really involves our hearts and minds, so it's not kind of going in one ear and out the other. We gotta listen with open hearts and minds to the voices around us, and of course, in particular, to God and to each other. The art of conversation has been replaced with broadcasting. It's so true in this world. We're, you know, with the gift of technology, live streaming, podcasting, social media, we can share our ideas, our thoughts, our beliefs very easily. But are, are we taking advantage of those opportunities to actually dialogue and converse? No, look at uh, the comments on your Facebook posts. You know, we're good at broadcasting. And unfortunately in our world, the broadcasting uh, you know, instead of trying to listen to each other and discover the truth, 
We try to out-broadcast one another, and that's more than social media, that's more than uh, uh, messaging or emails or things like that. We can also broadcast, unfortunately, by our power. As we gather together today, we certainly continue to pray for the people of Ukraine, in which, you know, uh, President Putin is expressing and broadcasting his beliefs with soldiers, with bombs, with violence. And we pray, we support, and uh, hopefully, you know, down the road, be able to open our doors to some of the millions who have become refugees. We're not talking to one another. And finally, conscious listening creates understanding. And the sense of conscious listening is that we have to really be attentive to each other, and especially to God. Sometimes we'll listen to God and we'll only pick out what we want to hear and forget the rest of it. And that happens in our dialogue, in our conversations, even in our arguments with one another. We'll pick out what we want to hear and forget the rest. Conscious listening is to really sitting back, listening to one another and trying to find out the truth. And so this series has all been about this sense of listening and, and it's a great opportunity for us to try to listen better. And I've been referring to uh, a TED talk by Julian Treasure, communications expert, who talked about five ways of listening better. And I used his talk in the most recent uh, TED online retreat, which is now open to everyone. We had, we had over 180 people take the retreat over the last five weeks. It's now accessible. You can do that anytime you want. And in one of the five ways, and I've talked about a few of them in the series, he calls one of the ways the mixer. And if you are uh, an audiophile, you know a, a mixing board has all the different channels, all the different microphones. Right now, we have a digital mixer. The only way to turn me off is turn the sound system off or get on a computer and try to find it. I'm not channel number six anymore. No, it's harder to turn me down. But we know the mixers. And, and you know, if you want one voice to be a little bit softer, you turn the mixer down. You want another voice a little bit louder or, mute or instrument, you turn it up. He talks about listen to how many channels of sound that you can hear to improve quality of listening. And for us, there's again those many voices, many ways that we inform our hearts and our minds and our lives. And some of them we need to turn down and some of them we need to turn up so that we can get to the truth. And Lent is a great time for us to do that spiritually. We're bombarded and busy with so many things in our lives and as we kind of come back to the uh, uh, entering into a post-pandemic world, hopefully in a new normal, a lot of things are coming back to us. Some really good things like coming to church, not having to register beforehand, walking in, finding your favorite pew again. All of a sudden, I notice that the back pews become much more popular. <laughs> I'd like to bring the registrations back, but I'll be gone very quickly if I do that. But we, Lent is that time to kind of turn down not only kind of the voices that seem loud, but those voices that distract and take us away from who we're supposed to be turning those down and then turning up God's grace, God's love, God's mercy, 
our connections with one another so that we can have a nice mix to be those faithful and loving disciples. Lent is a time to adjust the mix and to tune in. Those of you who um, remember in the day, you could still buy some of these because I just bought a little transistor radio from Amazon not that long ago. And uh, you, people who are older will remember when you had to, those who listen to radio, because there aren't many of us left, that you have to, you remember that you had to take a dial and tune into the station? Does anyone remember that? And you had to point up the um, uh, antenna and, and kind of go back and forth. You know, it got, when it got more fancy, like in your cars, you have a seek button. You press it and it finds it. That's so lazy, right? To kind of tune in and, and it'll only find those with the strongest signal. Sometimes you want to listen to a channel, maybe from Detroit or things like that, that you kind of have to go by. It takes a little bit of work to find that sweet spot where you can hear. Lent and this call as a faithful disciple in this message series is a chance for us to be able to tune in. And we got to go back and forth, adjusting the antenna, listening attentively to then being able to hear that voice of God and to hear the voice of others so that we can listen without any interference and not kind of so conveniently that's easy. Our faith is not uh, something we can just sit back and be, be um, uh, you know, stand, uh, standing by, sitting in the pew and just being, waiting for things to happen. Our faith needs that attention, needs that direction, needs that work in our prayer, in our listening, in our action, in our involvement in our family of parishes. It, those are all the ways we kind of tune in and listen. And why are we listening? And who are we trying to listen to? In the second reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians, we hear our citizenship is in heaven and it is from there that we are expecting a savior. To tune into our lives means we turn in and tune in to God's voice, God's love, and Christ who's here and came to save us. We don't tune in just so that we can hear a good song or a short homily. That's not happening today. <laughs> we tune in so that we can open our hearts to the love of Christ who needs to feed and strengthen us so that we can make a difference in this world, so that we can bring peace in this world, so that we can bring light and love. But it's to tune in to our Lord and Savior. And in anything, Lent is that time to develop a stronger relationship not just with someone whom we would like to know who is beneficial for us, but Christ who saves us, who guides us, who fulfills our lives, who equips us to be messengers of his love in this world. A beautiful way to tune in is the transfiguration. This is a picture of a painting. Whenever I think of this gospel reading of the transfiguration, this is uh, behind the main altar at St. Peter's Parish in Godrich, where I was pastor for five years. It was in behind the presider's chair, where our crucifix here is here at Blessed Sacrament. This is a large painting of the transfiguration. Jesus in the center, Moses and Elijah on either side, and then Peter, James, and John 
below. This was done by a parishioner at St. Peter's, Adolfo Spalletta, an architect and an amateur artist. And all the figures are parishioners. All the figures. And actually, the, the gentleman in the lower right-hand corner right there, that's Father Matthew Bedard, who was a seminarian intern at the parish at the time. I was, when I got there, he was telling me about him being there. I said, I was going to put a mask on there, uh, but I didn't. But it's a beautiful scene. And Jesus, anytime there are big things happen in the scriptures, they're usually on mountaintops. They're on a mountaintop. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John on this mountain, and he's transfigured before them. He's in dazzling white. This is another epiphany moment. What does epiphany mean? Revelation. Just like we had the epiphany with the three wise men at Christmas. We, you know... They showed us that Jesus is the, the king of all kings. We, at the baptism of the Lord, we heard the voice of God saying, this is my son, my beloved. Another epiphany moment. And this is another one showing who Jesus is. Jesus climbed up the mountain to tune himself in to the Father in heaven because he saw Jerusalem in the distance. He saw the cross. And Moses and Elijah, two great prophets of the Old Testament, were reminding him as you're going to lead the exodus from sin and suffering to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus tuned in for his mission, like for us to tune in in our lives. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his exodus, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. We gather together here on this spiritual mountaintop to hear the voice of the Father in heaven, to encounter Jesus, the risen Lord, who sends us on mission out the doors. We come here to listen. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, much like some of you during this homily right now. Paying attention, right? Even Peter, James, and John, this amazing thing happens. They're kind of tired. They're, they're sleepy, which can happen to us in Lent, which can happen to us in the gift of our faith that we can kind of lose focus. But since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. So much they were kind of so, much, so, so moved and overwhelmed. Peter says to Jesus, let's set up some, let's set up some tents and let's stay here. And while he was saying that, everything disappeared. The voice from the cloud said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Conscious listening means here, don't just listen to what he says, but listen, embrace, and do what he says. Which is for all of us, when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. We need mountaintop experiences in our lives. We need these moments in which Christ is, reveals himself to us and we're moved by his light and his love. And for us, it happens every time we gather for Mass when we're fed by the Word of God and at the table fed by Jesus, the risen Lord, so that when they came down the mountain, Jesus was focused on Jerusalem. 
on his mission to lay down his life. For us, when we come down from this mountain, when Mass concludes, we don't say, thank God it's over, although you might say that. We say, I'm nourished and I'm fed. I've tuned in to the voice of God. He has sent me out now to share the good news. And we need that now in this post-pandemic world because they're saying maybe 30% of Catholics won't come back to church after the pandemic. They've found something else to do. And it's up to all of us not only to try to invite those people back to this amazing experience on this mountaintop, but to invite and go and, and, and reach out to others who have never experienced this before. And it's, it will involve all of us first encountering Christ, getting the perfect mix, hearing his voice, hearing one another, because we don't do this alone. Christ sends us out on mission together to share his love in a world that needs it much more now than even ever before. There are so many who are alone, who are isolated, who are lost, who are forgotten, that it's up to you and me to reach out gently, kindly, lovingly, and invite them to encounter Jesus to bring them to these mountaintops of transformation in the Eucharist, in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, in our community, our family of parishes, how we love, how we care, how we support one another. And then we go down that mountain doing the good work, proclaiming light, proclaiming his love. Let's turn down the noise, turn up Christ's love, Make sure that we listen to one another and adjust a beautiful mix for grace, for light. Can you hear me now?